now. Everything's in Marco. This is good. No more squeaky chairs. Yeah. Figured out sitting on the floor makes sense. I feel so much better. This is great. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Metaphys. Let's get meta. It's going to be so great. So, okay. I'm Kate. I'm Yasmin. Sorry, I didn't mean to say blah in front of your name. Kate makes noises. But, yeah. Boring stuff out of the way. Basically, Metaphys is going to be like social commentary and observation based on pop culture stuff, television, other things, probably mostly TV. I really love TV. Yeah, um, sometimes Kanye does some shit and yeah. talk about it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, let's just like get let's started. Let's launch in. We have no idea what let's we're just doing. Do it. Let's just go. Like, Kate, this why? is going to be so much fun. We're What's friends. Up, Kate? All right. So the first thing I want to talk about having pressure to get along with people you don't actually get along with. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I have a lot to say about this. I have a really big issue with pretty much having to be cordial with people who've perhaps wronged you, but just the pressure of the person that was wronged pretty much to get along with this person just because they're in the same group somehow. Mm -hmm. I have such a problem with that. And people's argument is always the same. It's why are you holding a grudge against someone? G word. <laughs> Why are you holding a grudge? Why are you wasting your effort and time or your something energy. like like you're expending energy doing this? Why can't you just make it's things like easier for going. everyone? Like why can't you just be like cordial? Like it's not that hard. Let me break it down point by point for break these it people. Down one time. What's the first thing I said? <laughs> um, why are you holding a grudge? Is that the first thing I said? It might have been. I think you can wing it. Like, hold a grudge. Why are you holding grudges? Why are you expending energy? Right. Why am I holding grudges? I'm not holding grudges. I feel like if someone does something shitty to me, it's not that I'm holding a grudge and that's why I'm not talking to this person. And I'm not expending energy not talking to this person anymore and not just being chummy with them, mm -hmm. I feel like the inverse. I feel like it would take more energy from me to be chummy with this person in a fake way. You're deciding that somebody is, like, toxic and it's just better not to, like, inhale toxic fumes. Right. Which I think makes sense because people always give you that um, argument of, what is that weird phrase people always say that just drives me nuts? Um, if you have a grudge against someone, it's like you giving poison and you're the one drinking it. I don't remember what? Exactly what it is. Let's Google it later. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible phrase. Listeners, there's Ugh. something about if you have a grudge or you have hate towards someone, you may as well be drinking poison. It sounds poison. like the it, person who made up that quote was the person that the grudge was being held against. <laughs> and they were trying to convince you that you shouldn't have a grudge. And they're trying to get back into a friend group. I'm with you. I'm with you, fella. Honestly, because... when this happens, I just don't get it. Because I feel like what whatever happens in this dynamic duo of people that has this fallout, um, there's always, like, the victim. And then there's, like, the person that did something wrong. Like and every, like, everyone kind of can agree on, like, oh, this person just did something wrong with you. Did something wrong to you. 
and you were wronged. But then after a little while, people start to change, especially if that person who like wronged you is like trying to brush off like it never happened. They're trying to like chit chat with you in public, corner you around your friends, trying to like make it seem like, so are you going to be the one to like make things weird if I Mm -hmm. confront you in front of all our friends and just try to be chummy? Um, And then I feel like the tables switch. Like, people will start being like, why can't you just, you know, let go of it for the sake of, like, the group or just for, um... I used to think immediately of Vanderpump Rules. I know. I'm only thinking of Sassy now. We were just watching Vanderpump Rules. My brain just flushed. definitely had this situation (laughs) where, like, this dude was just doing her so dirty for, like, fucking two seasons straight. Just, like... Banging people in Vegas. Getting people pregnant in Vegas. Like, all the fucking arrest friends. All kinds of crazy shit. And it's like, when, a year later, when everyone wants to go to Cabo together, I don't remember where, who cares, they're always going somewhere. Everyone is like, why are you holding hate in your heart? And I'm like, why you, can't you for just your forgive? small, disgusting purposes, want her to get over something that maybe it's not time to get over. At that point, it wasn't time to get over it. And then when she was over it, does she still have to be friends with this person? Right? Like, I don't have a problem in one certain p- particular instance, and in many other instances, with this person that has wronged me. I always feel so wrong saying, like, this yeah. person wronged me. Um, it's very sassy. Yeah. I don't feel weird about this person, like, being in my social setting and, like, being around. Like, yeah, obviously we have some similar friends, um, you, you can literally be across from me talking to someone and I don't give a shit. What I give a shit about is that person trying to somehow corner me in front of my friends by trying to engage me in conversation that you know I motherfucking don't want to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not cool. I don't know why I have to pretend to be cool with you. I feel like the most that I'm obligated to do is just to not make things awkward. And that's what I'm doing. And I feel like when that other person tries to corner you into like are you going to be the nice person or are you going to like make a problem now that i'm talking to you it's like it's it's cornering you it's a little bit gaslighty when i know who you're talking about obviously it's a little bit gaslighty in this situation because it's not as though this person is just chill and not trying to make it awkward and just trying to be cordial you he really wants to engage with you. And I think you're willing to be in the same space. You're willing to sort of vaguely smile if he makes a joke in a general situation. Sure. Talk to him. Why do we have to talk directly? And I think he's pushing it that little level further all the time. Like there's nine other people around. Why do you want to talk to me? I don't want to talk to you. And again, like with this whole, like, why are you expelling effort on hate? I'm not expelling any effort. I am not expelling any effort right now. All I'm doing is doing exactly what I want to do. I don't want to talk to this person. Yeah. I don't want to engage with this person. Actually, having to fake be nice to someone is really fucking taxing. I feel like for most it people. It is taxing. So I reject that. I agree. I agree. I think out of the two of you, the one that's been easier to navigate for me has been you. I think when someone is like a dog with a bone of how they want it to go, you had a fallout. One way or the other. I'm not going to name a victim. I'm your friend, so obviously I'm like, I've I've fallen out with many people. There's a fallout between two people. And other people knew both these people before. Sure. 
Happens all the in time. In my mind, the person who is like, we're not talking about it anymore. We're just in each other's space, but we're not super connected. That to me is easy to na- navigate. Yeah. Like, you don't want to come to a dinner party at my house and have this person be there. Like, why do I have to shoot the shit with this person now? People, this person, I think, wants this full-on resolution on their own terms. This is what I think of this in a nutshell. It's it's an easy way for someone who has done something shitty to you to basically get a free pass. This whole stigma of like someone holding a grudge and how terrible it is to hold grudges is an easy out for that person to be in your life and be friends with you again. And it's bullshit. You don't just get to be in my life again just because you're using the grudge word. I think I don't give a fuck what you want to call it to like define what grudge means to us, like for better or worse. Define grudge. Uh, grudge means, I mean, I don't really have a negative connotation with grudge. Honestly, define it. Grudge to me. What do you think it means? Grudge to me means that like, I just have, a set way of thinking about a particular thing, and I'm pretty set on that. Okay. For me, what a grudge means is that there is something that you have disagreed with in someone's character or actions, and you don't want to waver on it, but maybe you also decide to have actionable negative behavior towards that. Like, you don't like something they did, and so you dislike them. And so you are going to actionably do something or have behavior that just reiterates that. Oh. And I think the actionable is the most important part of it to me. If you just passively are just done with something or someone that to me is not a grudge. Well, I feel like people have said that word to me so many times about many different people that I've just come to accept it as this thing that like I am and I don't see it as a bad thing. That's why I define grudges like I just believe really strongly in something apparently. Someone's trying to feed you a line about what a grudge is and that's not what a grudge is. Not wanting to talk to someone who's wronged you is not a grudge. A grudge is like when someone says my coworker is a grudge against me and so he keeps trying to get me fired. The right. you fire right. is what you should be focusing on. If the person just doesn't like you, they don't do anything about it. That's not a fucking grudge. That is just this a, is true. you know, clashing of character. Like, that is okay. That's actually completely acceptable in society. To go after somebody because of this kind of disagreement, to malign them, to, like, actually try to do something bad to their life, that's a grudge. Wow, I don't know if it's, like, the wine or just everything you just said, but I feel like you opened my brain. I think it's everything I said. <laughs> I think the wine has nothing to do with it. Kemi, cheers. Cheers. Because thanks for that. Wow. Hey, girl. I, I'm not holding a grudge. <laughs> that was a very sassy with, like, mm. wine in the throat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying my opinion is empirical. We should probably Google what grudge means. That's fine. That's whatever. What grudge means to me. I don't think that you had a fallout with somebody and you choose not to interact with them is a grudge. No, I think you're right because when people say the word around me in regards to other people, they say it with this nasty tone where it's like, why are you holding a grudge? And it's like, I'm actively doing something. They're like, why are you actively doing something? And I just never understood that because I'm like, I'm not actively doing anything. Me actively doing something would be me 
trying to get along with this person. And that is me having to really try to do something. I'm not, I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just chilling and asking that person to give me space. That's it. it. Go. And like, I think you're doing the epitome of letting it go. Yeah. Like that part of my life is done. Uh, Well, I've let it go. I feel like people who say like, you're not letting it go is because I'm not forgiving and forgetting and letting that person back into my life. It goes back to my point of why I hate this shit because I feel like it's just automatically supposed to be this free pass to this person who's hurt you because you're holding a grudge. You got to let it go now. You got to be chummy. And then they're a lot back in your no life. There's no apology and there's no resolution. So I think the idea of like it just being this like come to Jesus. Now we just hang out together because of the fear of being seen as a grudge holding bitter person. Right. It's asinine. I don't think that's what's happening. I think there was no resolution. I don't think this person has really admitted what they've done wrong and you haven't reached a place. Where I mean, also, even if these people have admitted anything they've done wrong, we do sit down and chat. It still doesn't mean I want to be friends with you. That's really uh, important. Like, I, I, I think still really want you to leave me alone. For someone to show you some level of who they are and that's a, a deal breaker. And, like, that is a complete non-negotiable for you. And I think that should be a power that you have in yourself to be, like, if you do X, Y, Z to me, we are done. And that doesn't have to be a bitterness thing. That could just be, like, that is something that I just do not put in my moral fiber. These are people who are not my friends. People who did X, Y, and Z are not in my life. And people who do X, Y, and Z and ignore that and then try to, like, gaslight me into being the bitter one when, like, you were crazy... Also, never going to be my friends. And why it's just not going to happen. Always not forgiving. Or not. I mean, I don't even say forgiving because I think there are a lot of people in my life that I've I consider that I've forgiven because I've just understood the flaws in their personalities or the flaws in their makeup that made these things happen. Right. And I wish them no ill will. Yeah. Does that mean that I want them around me? Right. No. I no. mean, like in my brain, like I've mostly for like forgiven these people, I guess, because like I just I don't really. Th- harbor any feelings towards it i don't actively hate anyone like i don't know i guess i've forgiven these people in my brain for myself like fuck that no i'd be like great but like i've I've forgiven these people for myself and that's all i give a shit about at this point i don't really give a shit about these people um so yeah i don't understand also why that has to go hand in hand with like i found forgiveness and i'm cool with it versus now this person's back in my life. This shit bag. It's a weapon what? that people use to like when they want to absolve themselves and they feel guilty, and you're not forgiving them or in their minds forgiving them in the way that you want to be forgiven. That's their weapon they use. Like if they want your forgive forgiveness to look like now we're friends again and we hang out together all the time and like we just forget the past they can use a weapon of being like, you are bitter. And like, that's why you won't let it go because they're trying to kind of bully you into like putting them back in your Pretty life. Much. It's like, when you really show me something that makes me have, like, I have pause about it. I think that I have a right to be like, maybe I don't want this in my life without right? being called a bitter person. And I hate how it's so, I feel like it's so ingrained in our society at a deep level. Cause I've had like my really good friends and people that I'm, like, really fucking close to say these things about people 
that have been so shitty to me. And like, of course, like these people are the first ones that I go to with this information. Like, you know, this person was like, did X, Y, and Z to me. And like, it's fucking shitty and terrible. Can you believe this happened? And they're like, holy shit, that guy, that person, that chick, they blow. I can't believe that happened. And then like a week later, it's like, why are you still holding a grudge? Like, why are you making it weird? And it's, and I feel like it's so ingrained in our society in a way where it's like, the victim has to get over shit. I definitely saw that happen with like Saucy, where like insane things happened. I mean, oh my insane. god! Like, uh, well, her- watched freaking abortions happened that were like undercover, like crazy things. Her and, like, sociopath now this boyfriend is a dark, sad, bitter, grudge holding person. Don't break up the group. Like, get the I just fuck out of here. That when those things happen to you, that you are better than that circumstance and saying, I take myself out of it. I fucking wash my hands and I wish everybody well. At no point is that, is she attacking everybody on Twitter? No. Saying, I hope they die or like anything bad happens. She's like, I do not want to be in the same space. Well, I feel like for Vanderpump rules for Stasi situation, when that whole Jackson happened, like season one to season three, um, I feel like her friends kind of gave her no choice and that's why she backed out of the show because they just kept on being like, unless you can make it be like it was before, aka when they were fucking dating and yeah. like... And there were many little like sideways excuses. It's like, we really don't like Frank. And it's like, well, right. so at the end of the day, what you have is a friend of yours that had this traumatic thing happen, and maybe they're dating a guy that's not so good for them. Right. You should still be supporting them and not being like, you should just be hanging out with fucking jacks all the time. Like, and it just kept translating. I mean, it kept translating to like, now you're wanting this person to like go on vacation with Sheena, who like was trying to traffic a sex tape. Like, no like, wonder she bailed on the group for like a year or two. I just think it's so easy to get spun around and I'm really glad that you don't let yourself get spun around. Cause like at a certain point, I think that Stassi did convince herself that she was just a bitter bitch. Sure. You know, I think all of her surroundings and everyone's saying it to her over and over again. And probably all the comments were just like, you're being a bitter bitch. It's like, look at the brass tacks, your boyfriend and your best friend fucked. Your boyfriend fucked a girl in Vegas and impregnated her, and your friend said, get over it so we can all hang out as a group and have fun. That's Uh. what happened. Don't let it happen to you, listeners. Don't (laughs) let that happen to you. Gaslighting is a real thing. That shit goes down. When people feel guilty, you know how you feel. They will try to make your. Your feelings not make sense. Don't second guess how you feel. And that was the one thing, I mean, at least the most recent fallout I've had happened when I was, like, of age and of a time where, like, I feel like I'm more actualized. <laughs> Am I using weird words? <laughs> of age. Of age and at a time. time. I felt like it was, like, <laughs> when I'm, I, yeah. Wearing heights. Like, I, I feel like I'm actually, I, I know who I am and I'm comfortable with that to an extent. Like, I'm not the most comfortable, but, like, way more than I used to be. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm more able to, more so than Stasi was when she, what was she? How old was she when this aired? Like twenty three, I mean, barely twenty one. I mean, when like, I was twenty one to twenty three, like I didn't fucking know. I probably would have done the same thing. I would have either she was the youngest made everything. Friends. Yeah, I would have just made everything easy, like the group was telling her to. Yeah. Or I would have just bailed. 
like she did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it. It's like, it's confusing. Like you just think your friends would have like your best interest at heart, but we're all sort of fallible in a way. And I could, I don't think that I've done something quite like that to no. my friends, but I could see feeling this anxiety about how your group as you've known it is maybe like dismantling. But I, I think it was really kind of painful to like watch that unfold. Yeah. I mean, maybe also because like, I know that you've gone through similar things and it's like people tell you the same things. And it's like, I would not want those messages to go to anyone. Could you imagine telling about. me that being like, not just make it easier. Years. We want to go hang out at bait and tackle together. Like, come on. Years. Loyalty is important to me. And I think it's the, the right thing is the right thing. Also just like trusting that your friends know what the fuck they're yeah. doing. And I feel like I, what I was saying before, like I'm older and more actualized. Like I, I am more confident in what, I think, and I'm more better able to articulate it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so right now because of the wine, yeah. but there you are. I mean, like when these confrontations happen with my friends, um, trying to tell me like I should just make things easier, I should just get over, it, I should stop holding grudges. I was able to just take a breath and be like, "Listen, <laughs> this is what I think about this. I'm not holding a grudge by not letting someone back into my life. I'm not doing anything." Yeah, and I convince them like yeah i'm right they were thinking about it the wrong way they saw my way and they're like you know what you're right yeah sure okay right i mean that's a testament to your friends and also like how you relate to them and i also think that whole situation was this person wasn't so in your life anyway i know i feel like it was very i guess that's what also bugged me how deep the situation was anyway like, it's like, this person didn't really have space to betray you because you weren't even that close. It and wasn't so even, think yeah. When bad behavior happened, it was very easy to just be like, oh, hey, recent acquaintance. Yeah. It wasn't even a I betrayal. It was done. literally just terrible behavior. And I was like, this isn't, no, no, no. Okay, bye. Like, it's. And that's important to, like, note, because, like, in the, the Stasi situation, say, like, with Katie, that's a very old friend. And so making it right is more important. And so I think if you have older friends and they do things that upset you, you could be like, I really need to figure out what they were thinking. Right. I really need to figure out where they were coming from because you have a little bit in the bank where you give them a bit of benefit of the doubt. Whereas this person, you don't really know. So like you gave me some vibes and some situations where I'm just like kind of not sure I even want to get to know you better. And that should just be okay. That should just be like done. Right. You know, that shouldn't be called a grudge or like a bad blood or, you know, sour grapes. That really is just like, I was kind of getting to know someone, they did something fucked up, but I was like, I don't want to get to know them. That to me is what happened there. If this was like our friend Courtney or me or like Lynn, like that would be like, we really need to fucking figure it out. Right. And it wouldn't to be friends then. You should figure out. And it still doesn't warrant the talk of being like you need to get over it and you know, stop holding grudges like it still doesn't even warrant that talk no. but I totally understand like if it's someone really close to you in your group trying to be like let's just can we try to figure something out is there mm-hmm. any space for that do you guys want to sit out and talk while we're there with you like totally understand that yeah it's not what's fucking happening <laughs> no like I think that with friends if they were closer friends you would want to have like a clean break and really right? understand why you broke like yeah I have definitely been questioned by like 
other people, like dudes especially, like why do women have these like blowout friendship breakups? And things like that lead to them. It's like if you have a real issue with a girl or a friend that you really love and you really respect and you really have a lot of esteem for and they just do something kind of that feels unforgivable, you have this amount in the bank where you really want to give them a chance to tell you you're wrong about it. It's like the last ditch effort to salvage something, like trying to find like, where are they coming from at least? Like, can I find something I I can forgive? Did I misconstrue something? Right. Because there's benefit of the doubt to be given with someone that you have that much invested in. Um, And my answer to anyone who'd say, why do women have big breakups? The answer would be because we are communicative. We don't just sort of have a weird icky feeling and bail. Like, we really communicate with each other. We think that we all deserve to be heard out. And we actually have enough respect for each other to, like, see what the thought process was. If it's not satisfying to us, at least with you and me, I mean, I can't speak for every friend that I've ever had. But, like, if it's not satisfying, I'm very willing to just be like, well, we need some space then. Right. But that will happen. It won't be a text message. It won't be just a ghosting. It won't be just like, I just felt weird. I never talked to you for like, I will tell you I'm feeling weird. And I I think that's important. Um, But it's not, it's a luxury that shouldn't be given to everybody on the street. Like, I just don't think that everyone who like, you know, vaguely and you are an acquaintance of should just feel like they get that full breakup almost it's like if it wasn't a relationship then no breakup should occur Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes i vote yes (laughs) (laughs) i just don't think this person warranted a breakup i think they warranted uh, no our forced relationship is terminated yeah and the other one was tentative so let's just be strangers again we are barely beyond strangers in the first place that's not a grudge there's no reason there's no reason to hang there's no reason like if i see you in passing i'm not gonna give a shit unless you corner me my friends are around then i'll give a shit (laughs) with that today (laughs) how do you feel today about that whole thing about what that oh I don't really feel anything. <laughs> like I just, I mean, like I That's feel, I feel state. things about the situation I was put in, like everything we just talked about. Like I, I feel things about that, like things that my friends said to me, just the whole situation and how it happened. I feel things about that, and that kind of angers me. And I have, th- I obviously have things to say about it because I just said them all. I hope but I never said anything like that. I don't think you did. No. I fucking hope. No. <laughs> I mean, but no, but like. What happened with that person? I don't. Fucking. It's just done. It's like, just done and dusted, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. really have anything to say about it. I don't fucking I care. I felt that way as soon as, like, you, like, left the situation. I just felt like this is done. They don't get along. I never considered this person my friend. So it wasn't really a conflict in any way for me. So I think we covered a lot of really good ground in terms of how we feel about grudges. And I think, considering we're talking about not being bitter bitches, let's talk about our get the fuck out moment. Yes. This is going to be my new favorite thing. Kate brought you- me to the idea of get the fuck out. It was a viral <laughs> video that was 
it was food service involved. Oh, oh, the, the was... restaurant on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Explain it because you. So it's pretty. It's pretty old now in that it was released in like 2011 or something. It's pretty <laughs> so it's like five years old. It's pretty old for the internet. Um, but it's basically like this comedy show series with this group of, I think, four different people and they work at a restaurant and it's usually taking place like after closing time and, or during service and they just like talk shit and it's really great for anyone who's like in the industry because it's a lot of like inside jokey things. One of the episodes, um, they're just making fun of customers, ripping on them after their shift and just being like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you want a, you want a long aisle... Ugh, sorry, stutter. Start again. <laughs> long aisle iced tea. You want a long island iced tea? Get the fuck out of here, you garbage person. Yeah. Like, that just stuck with me. <laughs> Do you want to know for a freaking mess cows, gluten-free? Fuck get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. So, we are applying this to just regular life, though. It's not just food service. Well, we're shit. not good at saying goodbyes. No, pretty much. So I mean, when, when we hang here. out, like little shady bounds, we just kind of like I, I, I. This is how good we are at saying goodbye <laughs> right this now. This is going really well. Basically, we don't want to end it. We just want to get the fuck out of here real quick. We said bye to each other by saying goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Okay, yeah. So this is our idea. Get the fuck out. Viral video. We will give you all the acknowledgement you ever want. Yeah, I'll cite it next time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll explain it better. But, uh, so, Kate, your get-the-fuck-out moment is? Um, when people try to play a chaotic evil character in role-playing games, get the fuck out of here. That shit does not work. You can't be part of my adventure party. You're just gonna fuck shit up the whole time. So aggro about this. Just fuck off. Adventure party. With your shit. It's just a thing where, like, you just want to be the center of attention. You want to fuck shit up. Explain Adventure Party right now because not everyone knows. Well, my Adventure Party? Okay. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons the last few weeks. And a lot of assumptions. People (laughs) know what the fuck you're talking about. People do not know. And, yeah, so when you choose your character, when you create it, it's a role-playing game. So you create the background. You create everything about it. I, like, you can draw them if you want. I drew my character. Um, and you choose their alignment, which is, like, you know, lawful good all the way to chaotic evil. Um, generally, in these games, you don't choose anything lawful, neutral, or chaotic evil. Just because it doesn't go well with working with others. You cannot complete an object- objective with other people and get along with them if you are an innately evil person. So it really fucking bothers me when I'm playing a game like this and someone's just like, well, I'm just going to fuck shit up and just throw a wrench in this because that's what my character would do. So it's almost <laughs> like a wild card. Like you're I, saying you're a wild card, which means you I just do think, a bunch of bullshit that makes no sense. I think there are ways in which you can play the character creatively and make it work. But generally, the when, pe- when people want to play a chaotic evil character, they just want to fuck shit up. And so they're a troll. Basically, it's just it uh, like it ruins my immersion. I can't understand <laughs> how the Dungeons and Dragons um, family ended up being played by trolls. I cannot understand how that happened. Shut the fuck up. What? So get weird. the fuck out of here. What? What is yours? <laughs> what is your get the fuck out of here? My get the fuck out of here moment is banter that makes no sense. Banter that makes no sense. I believe in banter. I believe in giving people shit. I'm from the Northeast. For better or worse, I know I have a kind of different kind of upbringing, but 
ultimately, I think I'm very informed by Northeastern humor. And that is give people shit. Like, yeah. Fuck with people. It's harmless. Be a ball buster. I love it. But you have to be witty. You have to be sharp. You have to know what the fuck you're saying. You can't have banter and not be witty and quick on your feet. I have had so many experiences in the last month where someone is like kind of trying to be like, and like just doesn't have a quick wit. And like, I'm just like, oh, so what the fuck are you saying? And they just don't know what, where they're going with this. So this was the moment. Yeah, you have to tell the story. I went to a bar, not name it. It was on Smith Street in Carroll Gardens. Bad beginning. There's like, like a thousand bars. Banter. So yeah. <laughs> Thousands of bars. Um, and I went up to the bar and I was like, can I have a margarita? And it was 40 degrees. I'm really just trying to give examples of why this could be a good joke. I'm actually trying to help this dude out. Yeah. It was 30 degrees. It was kind of coldish. Um, and he was like, really? And I was like, oh, is it a dive bar maybe? And I was like, oh, okay. You don't make that. Okay. I'll get anything else. Yeah. What, what else? And he was like, no, I make a really great margarita. I was like, fantastic. Okay, uh, I'll we'll take two of those. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, uh, could you just make them with a little bit less triple sec? Because I ate a bunch the week before, and I just was trying to be a little more responsible. And you don't really like triple sec, honestly. I, like, you've told no, me that. No, it's syrupy. It's yeah, weird. you like I the taste of it. I, Mexican people don't make it with so much triple sec. Like, <laughs> I was used to, like, an actual margarita. Like, I don't know how actual margaritas are, but, like, every time I have a margarita at like a Mexican place it's really tart yeah and it's bright it's balanced and it's awesome and it's not super syrupy every time I go to one of these places it's just like a dive bar it's like very syrupy and it's like it's probably it's sour mix yeah. with the triple sec and yeah. yeah yeah I think it's like grenadine and shit so like I was just kind of like saying like I don't want grenadine and shit and he's like well <laughs> if you don't want a triple sec it's not really a margarita I'm like literally call it your grandmother I don't care what you call it like <laughs> Like he's trying to that, bust on like, you, you, but he's doing, doing a bad job. Yeah. Basically. If he had literally, when I walked in and I said, can I have a margarita? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's two degrees. I would have left. Right. I love being fucked with. I love someone saying you're, you're an idiot. You're fucking, you're able to laugh at yourself. Are you really coming in here and asking for a margarita in nine degree weather? I just couldn't figure out what his angle on fucking with me was. It's like, is it because it's a dive bar? Is it because it's cold? Is it because I'm asking for no sugar? Like, he literally made no sense. And I think it's like, you're not witty, but you want to have banter. Mm -hmm. You're not smart, funny, or interesting enough to have banter. And, like, you're making no literal sense. And I actually watched him have a full-on blowout with another customer within an hour. Holy jeez. One customer got up, up when I was hanging out with my friend, my aunt, and just screamed at him and was like, Fine, you're just fucking making this guy feel like shit. It's not fucking customer policy to do what you're saying. I have no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> I understand how his shit could be misconstrued. Right. Because he was making no fucking sense. So basically, you came in, and you were like, I want a margarita. And he was like, get the fuck out of here. But it wasn't funny. Yeah. He almost <laughs> was like, I want to play the ball-bustery right. character on TV. And he had no goods, and he had no wit, and he had no... Humor and it was just like I have no idea what you're doing. I really just want to. Drink. Well, I can see what that person yelled at him. Like between me and you, it's like we've worked in this industry for a very long time, so I'm not gonna get mad at someone who treats me that way. I'm just gonna assume that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. The funny thing <laughs> is, I felt the whole time I was interacting with him and like being confused and like him saying weird shit that he was lucky he was getting me. <laughs> I felt like you. 
you are damn lucky that I am the one this is bouncing off of. Versus anyone off the street in Carroll Gardens, like any of these bitch motherfuckers. And then his luck ran out. Bitch him the fuck out. And I'm like, dude, if you are not a witty person, just get the fuck out of here. Don't give it the college try. Yeah. Really don't. Because, like, we're up here in the Northeast, Kate. You're from all the, like, we're quick, quick on our feet. Yeah. Like, we're quick with a dig and a joke. I feel like it has to do with the British humor shit. Keep up with it. Don't try it. Yeah. I don't know where this little fellow was from. I'm guessing. Maybe from Minnesota. Some recess of Texas. They're off in Minnesota nowadays. I don't fucking know. I'm sure I sound like an (laughs) asshole. I don't care. But, like, you're not funny. Don't try to be, like, just give me a margarita and fuck off. Like, okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. That was it. All right. We're getting the fuck out of here. I hope you enjoyed our first podcast. I would like to say before you click X or stop or whatever you're doing on your phone or computer, we have an email address. Whoa, we're so we're so official. Yes, I made one. <laughs> we have an email address. It's God called hi metaphys at gmail.com. So it's hi h i metaphys m e t a f i z hi metaphys at gmail.com. Anyone's listening and they want to say they love us, say they hate us, just want to say anything, say hello, uh, send Tell it there. Fuck Please we love it for the north. <laughs> Do it. Um, Do all of it. But yeah, I just want to put that out there. Want to get in contact contact with us? That's our thing. Um, Okay, bye. Bye.